to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hi, Bright Lights, Angela here, and I am so excited today to cover this topic of how to stop arguing for your own limitations. I see this happen so many times with my clients, even in my personal life, where people just decide that they can have a certain amount of success, but not all of it. They can get a certain level of satisfaction in their personal life or career, but there's a cap there. When you talk to them about it, what you usually hear is, I would love to do that, but, and story, 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 story. If you keep asking questions, this is sort of a DIY coaching tip here, you just keep asking more questions, you start to find out that the story falls away. It doesn't really hold. It's not really based on facts or things that are true. It's based on a lot of assumptions, a lot of judgments about other people and what they will and will not do. It's based on a lot of fears. I've had this really painful experience with someone close to me in my personal life who is going through a lot right now. And rather than leaning on the people closest, rather than asking for support, is just trying to go it alone. And in the process of trying to cope with this all alone, bringing on more stress, more suffering for himself, for the situation, and outside of the situation, causing a lot of alienation and a lot of hurt in other relationships because in an attempt to go it alone is isolating other people from his life, holding them at arm's length, not spending time with them, not maintaining a relationship. So not only is he not asking for or willing to receive help, but he's actually shutting people out. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, in trying to work through this situation and trying to talk, knowing that you can never change anyone, right? You can't make someone do, think, feel anything. There's a such a story there. There's three or four different narratives about certain limitations. Some of them are physical, some of them are mental, some of them are situational, but this person is the loser in every story they tell. Every single story. And there's a point where there's nothing left to say because this person is going to fall on the sword arguing for his limitations. 
And every time you point out a possibility or a strategy, gets shut down because the story doesn't have room for him to succeed in it. All the reasons why he can't do what other people could do are the answer. And it just keeps coming back in a giant circular argument. And I tell this story because we need to recognize it in ourselves and in our dealings with other people. When we just are so attached to needing to believe something's true, even if it's something we say we don't want, that we make it true through our actions and our lack of actions. How can we instead change our story? Well, it starts with noticing. Starts with saying, I see that I'm doing this, right? If I were to say to you, imagine your most ideal day, working your dream job. What does it feel like to get up in the morning? What are the first thoughts in your head? What happens with your morning routine? When you get to work, what do you encounter? What do you get to do versus have to do every day? You might be able to answer those questions if I said, well, then why isn't that your reality? Notice what your answer would be. In that answer is your story, is your limitations. If you do that, if you write down all the reasons why that most ideal day, that most ideal career can't be your reality, and you start digging deeper and asking why and why and why, what you start to notice is that the root cause of why you don't believe it's possible comes from the limitations you believe you have, whether it's a limitation of network, a limitation of knowledge, a limitation of opportunity, a limitation in some way your personality is deficient. I really want to call bullshit on all of those stories, even though they feel very real, even though you're not going to wave a magic wand or flip a switch and have them instantly go away just because you notice them. But there's something to work on, work past. So if we unpack these and we say, well, I don't know the right people to get ahead, what are you going to do about it? You're going to just sit there and say, I don't know the right people? Or are you going to take steps to build and maintain a network? It's not that hard. We have the internet, you know. There's things like LinkedIn. You can post thoughtful things. You can invite people to connect. Gasp. You could even reach out to people and ask them if they might be available for a quick Zoom or phone call. So, Network? Maybe not so much. Maybe it's just that you're hiding and not willing to reach out to people and not willing to maintain the relationship by 
keeping up your contacts with them versus just simply saying, oh yeah, I know that person and ignoring them otherwise. What else is there a lack of? Lack of knowledge? This one is the biggest fallacy because you don't need to be an expert. All you need to do is know more than the person you're trying to help. As my freshman and high school English teacher used to say, knowledge is knowing where to find it. So all you need to do is say, here's the source. Let me look it up or let me give you a resource. You don't need to have all the answers. You just need to make the connections. People hold themselves back so often because they believe they don't have the quote-unquote expertise. Well, even the people you think have all the knowledge and expertise have those same struggles. And unless you are trying to get a lot of peer-reviewed research published in academia, you don't need it. Your coworkers don't care. Your clients don't care. That's off-putting and alienating when people are so intellectual that they can't even answer a simple question because they have to qualify every possibility and you can't even get a straight answer out of them. Or they talk at a level that doesn't feel accessible. People don't want that. They want someone who can look at their situation See how to make it better and explain that to them in simple, direct terms. You didn't need to be an expert. You just needed to have passion for the topic and know enough about it that you could see the next step ahead and help the person to make that move. What other limitations do we fight so hard for? Lack of opportunities, which is closely, closely connected to lack of time. But is that really true? In Monday's podcast, we spent a lot of time talking about how to prioritize your day so that you were always making some amount of time to take care of yourself and restore and rest and to pay attention to the things that were going to advance your career, not just the things that keep you running in place on the treadmill. But how many of you are going to argue why you can't do that? Why you don't have control of your schedule? Why you can't make the space to take that online class or to go to that evening meeting? or to even just read a couple articles every day around this topic that you want to learn more. So it isn't really true that you don't have opportunities. You're just not asking for them. You're not noticing them. I want to share this story about uh, a client opportunity that could have not been. A colleague and I were doing a walkthrough of an existing facility with a new client, and he was noting some of the deficiencies in the existing space, and we were sharing stories about things we had done on other similar projects that we thought could really improve the way that the staff work environment functioned. And he got really excited at what we were sharing, 
and said, you know, I used to be on the board of the Association of Community Cancer Centers. They're a national network of community-based cancer hospitals and outpatient facilities, and they would really love to hear what you're saying. This is exactly the kind of resources and ideas they want to put before their members. You should send them an article or submit a speaking proposal. Now, it would have been so easy to just go, "Uh uh-huh, or to forget about it. If that had happened, no one would have noticed. No one was going to sit there and say, why didn't you do this? No one was going to follow up with me and say, hey, 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 did you look into that? If I had chosen to just forget about it, it would have been forgotten. But I thought, hmm, this might be interesting. And I took the whole 10 minutes that it would take to go look at their website to find out that they had a call for speakers for an upcoming conference and that we had about a month to submit. Now again, could have said, oh, oh, that's just too close. I don't have the time, maybe next year. But I said, no, I think this is something we could do. We had done another project that was under construction, nearing completion. A coworker and I got with the client. We put the proposal in. We were accepted. We went to the conference. And in the audience were people who were going to build a new facility in a five-year horizon. And guess what? They liked what we had to say. And they approached us afterward and they said, we would love to talk to you further and keep you in mind when we're ready to issue proposals. A few years went by. This didn't happen overnight. But right now, we are in the middle of designing their new facility. It would have been so easy when we were just doing a walkthrough five years ago, to have disregarded or forgotten that suggestion, that illumination of an organization that I didn't know existed. So it was an opportunity. But opportunities don't come as an email that says, Oh, hey, Angela, I am specifically reaching out to you and I'm going to give you six months and a personal assistant to take this opportunity. It doesn't work that way. Opportunities come up in the ways that we hear and see and choose to act on that information coming in. And not everything that you say yes to works out. But if you don't try, the answer's always no. It's always no when you say, I don't have the time. It's always no when you can't be bothered. It's always no when you decide to take yourself out of the game. You know, when you see other people do this, when you see other people say, I just can't get ahead. I just can't quite make it. I just don't know what to do next. Nothing ever works out for me. 
it's kind of sad because when you don't believe you can, you never will. This group, this audience, you all believe how powerful your work is. You believe in innovation and creativity. But for any of those things to matter, for any of it to make a difference, you've got to stop arguing for your limitations. You've got to stop being the martyr who always has to sacrifice what you want and what would make you excited and what would take you in a bold new direction for all the things you believe you quote-unquote have to do. I want to invite you to think about the limitations that you uncovered in thinking about what that ideal career might be like. And pick one of them, just one, and think about how you might begin to take steps to overcome it. Again, it doesn't have to happen overnight, but if you start to think differently, if you start to question your limitations, if you start to say, why not me? Why couldn't I do that? You can then start to shift to how can I? How can I just means identifying possibilities. So don't get lost in the hows. Don't think that it can only happen one way. And while you're so fixated on that only one possible solution, 20 others are cropping up just like that suggestion for a proposal that you swat away like an annoying fly and say, I don't have time for that. Whatever. That doesn't matter. That's not on my radar. Start noticing the opportunities around you every day. Start seeing the ways that taking some of them could lead you down a path to what you want. And, you know, we get very stuck on, I have to find this holy grail of the ultimate thing I could do with my life. And it doesn't have to be that way. You have the guideposts of the things that really excite you, that really matter to you. And when you see these opportunities, you just have to tune out all the noise, tune out all the chatter in your head and say, how would it make me feel to do this? And if the idea of doing it is fun and exciting, even if it's a little scary, it's a yes for you. And if the idea is exhausting, and repellent, it's a no for you. If you just give yourself permission to say yes to the things that excite you, to pay more attention to the possibilities around you, the asks that are literally everywhere, and you start to say yes to more of them, you'll find that you are automatically making decisions that are aligned to your passion and your mission because it wouldn't be a yes for you if it wasn't. And you'll start to accumulate experiences, roles in projects and initiatives, network contacts that will form a pattern, that will form the scaffolding that you just keep climbing because there is no limit. There is no point where you say, eh, 
you know, I checked a few of the boxes that everybody puts on their checklist, so I'm good. There's always more evolution. There's always more success. There's always more opportunity because you have unlimited potential. The minute you stop arguing for all the reasons you don't. Find just one way that you're arguing for your limitations, one core belief that's holding you back, start working on it, and then post it on Instagram and tag me at Architecting Podcast. I want to know what you're working on. I want to know what you're identifying, what you're uncovering, and how you can start to move past it. Let's support one another in this effort. Sometimes what feels so real when you share it with someone else and you hear the way that they react to what you're saying gives you so much confidence that you're on the right track, not the wrong track. So please make sure that you do share this, that you do reach out, that you do hold yourself accountable for your own evolution. All right, everyone, take care and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. Mm-hmm.